0: honestly i think engineer mike had stronger feelings about the name of the rose than he did about the rankin bass return of the king <laughs> which surprised me like normally he he's more of a fan of jrr tolkien but man the name of the rose that brought out some teeth umberto echo that's what it is
1: recorded in our Haven studios this is pop medieval your host dr richard scott nokes and nina McIntyre. discussing the intersection of medieval literature and pop culture on a semi-weekly basis and now back to your podcast what Nina? What Doc? <laughs> what was that?
0: I put a new spin on it. I, I was listening to our previous podcast. And I realized I say "what" the same way all the time, so I decided to go in lower.
1: <laughs> You're bringing some real energy here to this what? Uh, <laughs> yep. This last episode of the season that we have today. It
0: is, fire <laughs> season finale, season three. <laughs>
1: So we got through another year. It's another school year for me.
0: We did. We did. Yes. It's just another day for me. So
1: Well, uh, (laughs) I've already started getting in. I've already started grading final papers and I've got final exams to grade. My normal level of insanity is cranked up beyond what it normally is because of, well, grading all these exams.
0: It's always fun talking to you around this time because you vacillate from being really, really cranky to just being absolutely balls-to-the-wall insane, too. Like, we'll say something and you will just, like, start cracking up, (laughs) whether it's with laughter or with just absolute fury. So it's, like, I don't know whether to avoid you or to come down and, like, visit you and say, you know, Doc, are you okay? Do you need a drink?
1: If you know the time of year, then... When I get cranky, then there's really no reason to take it personally. You'll know. You'll know that by the next day I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I will probably I never forget do. that I, I even had that conversation with you." So
0: yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're very forgetful. You're like, uh, "Didn't we talk about this before?" You'll tell the same story we talked about yesterday, I'll say, "Yeah, you mentioned this like three times uh, on Wednesday." You're like, "Oh yeah, that's
1: right," and then we'll change the subject. So <laughs> my brain is broken this time of year, and mm-hmm. in, over the next two weeks it's going to get worse. But yeah. Speaking of final exams, it oh, is. Oh, God. So this season, we often will do a quiz episode, as regular listeners will know. And season three, we never did a quiz episode.
0: That's right, we didn't this year.
1: Yeah, we didn't, and normally what happens is either I will ask you a bunch of questions so that the listeners can play along, or you will try to humiliate me. There's been a kind of uh, back and forth, mutual revenge and destruction in these.
0: Mutually humiliate each other, yeah.
1: Yes, right. (laughs) Since we didn't, we thought that this year we would do a final exam for the season.
0: Yes, we decided that this year, and we decided to humiliate our listeners.
1: Because that's what you get for listening to us, abject humiliation.
0: (laughs) Gotta spread it around.
1: Yeah, so what we did was we went through the entire season and listened to the episodes and we tried to come up with quiz questions. Now, we both know the answers to these. We're going to alternate back and forth asking them to one another. But just so the listener knows, we do know the answers to these. We look through them together. So the point of this is for the listener to be able to see how much they remember. So if you want to stop here and go back and re-listen to the entire season, I guess more power to you. The episodes are free.
0: Get into familiar with us giggling in our together episodes yes
1: so we'll have we'll go back and forth and then we'll have a special bonus question at the end which humiliates only me (laughs) so everyone has that
0: you'll want to stick around for that yes
1: you'll have that to look forward to and so what'll happen is I'll ask question and then I'll ask it to you as if I'm asking it to you but listener if you want to pause between them or listen to us vamp between them that's up to you (laughs) There'll be 10 questions and then the bonus one. So if you want to play against your friends and see who gets more, you can also do this. This is assuming our listeners have friends, which, you know, I'm sure they do.
0: If you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't. So
1: it's so sad. We'll be your friends. Actually, everyone on the Discord channel will be your friends. So if you don't have any friends, that's because you're not on the Discord channel and you're a loser. So uh, listen to the information on how to join Discord at the end. The engineer Mike gives up. OK, so you ready for the first one?
0: I'm ready. I'm more than ready. All I'm right. here
1: now. So we did our first episode of the season was on certain gawain in the green knight uh, it was. I- i'm going to ask which of these and i have a list of four works of medieval literature which of these was not written by the gawain poet so which of these okay. was not written by the gawain poet and by the way also listeners in case you're trying to like psych us out i literally rolled a four-sided die to figure out which is the right answer on all these so <laughs> they are truly random uh lanval the pearl cleanness or patience Lonval, the pearl, cleanness, or patience?
0: These all sound like really bad club names at some really sketchy European <laughs> or city, you know? Like, I don't want to go to any of them.
1: Uh, you especially don't want to go into cleanness. If they have to advertise their cleanness, <laughs> yeah. then it should be called penicillinness.
0: <laughs> Come down to cleanness at like 2 a.m. Nothing bad ever happens here. No, of course. The answer is Lonval.
1: Yes, that's right, Lanval. All
0: right, right. there we go.
1: The others yeah. are in the same manuscript with Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And Lanval was, was written by the famous Marie de France, who is a, a favorite. My students always like Marie de France's stories, in mm-hmm. part because they're yeah. fun, and in also part because they're short.
0: Indeed. So I'm on to question two. All mm-hmm. right, and question two is about the Vinland map. Okay. Um, you remember that one? Vinland map is one of my favorite topics. Is the Vinland map a fake A forgery or a hoax?
1: It's an NFT. Damn it, damn
0: it, (laughs) damn it, don't. Don't, you know, it's you're we're only like a month or two away from it actually being an NFT too.
1: I guess that's true. Maybe it was the first medieval NFT and uh, that's that's why it's of such importance. No, the recent research shows that it's not, if listeners who haven't listened to the episode of Vinland Mac might not realize that there's a difference between fakes, forgeries, and hoaxes. And in this case, our most recent research demonstrates pretty definitively, it is a hoax.
0: Yes, that is correct. It is a hoax.
1: There we go. It's a hoax.
0: All right. Okay, so. All right, give me question three.
1: From the St. Erkenwald spooky Halloween episode. How does St. Erkenwald dispel the spirit in the animated corpse? Okay. You want the choices here, or do you want to guess what it is first?
0: Um, it has nothing to do with a TikTok dance, does it?
1: Uh, No, that, that, puts, okay. that puts evil spirits into corpses. All right, the four mm, choices okay. are he strikes it with a holy relic. His tears baptize it. He calls down fire from heaven, or he brandishes a prayer book. He strikes it down mm. with a holy relic. His tears baptize it. He calls down fire from heaven, or he brandishes a prayer book.
0: I don't think fire comes down from heaven. Oh, um,
1: doesn't, doesn't uh, Elijah do that? Some people have done that. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Elijah calls down fire from heaven, and
1: and he makes filthy jokes about the uh, about foreign gods too. <laughs> accuses their god of sitting on the toilet. So
0: that's, that's right. Yes, god. the Bible does no. have
1: bathroom humor in it.
0: A lot of it too. A defense of bald men too, if I remember.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. Absolutely.
0: But no, Saint Erkenwald doesn't he cry on it? So his tears dispel it, right?
1: Yes, his tears baptize it.
0: That's right.
1: He's a saint, so his tears are holy water, and he's he baptizes mm-hmm. it. It turns into dust, I guess, allowing the spirit to go into heaven because it's a virtuous spirit, right?
0: Yeah. Yes, indeed.
1: I think your next question is from Editor Mike's favorite. From bo- his favorite movie, yeah, his
0: favorite movie, and our favorite episode. I I, I don't know if I'm speaking for you in this heart, but definitely our favorite episode from this season, "The Name of the Rose." <laughs> what book is Sean Connery trying to save in "The Name of the Rose"? Is it Boethius's Consolation of Philosophy? Is it Peter Abelard's *Sic et Non*? Is it Aristotle's treatise on comedy, or is it Dante's Inferno?
1: It's actually the collected works of Nicholas Sparks. Oh,
0: (laughs) bad, bad, bad. Now, I, I know it was really hard to get through this movie, but we did talk a lot about this book in that episode.
1: The answer to this question is Aristotle's treatise on Comedy* because yes
0: indeed yep. the
1: benedictines don't like laughter according to yep wait is it the benedictines who don't like laughter according to him or is it the Dominicans? it doesn't it's the matter yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the he hates the benedictines.
1: benedictines so much so 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 much
0: and engineer mike is shaking his head disapprovingly at us even today
1: did you like the little joke about dante's inferno and my other joke about nicholas sparks ah,
0: ah? oh god spoiler Just for the get movie. out of here we're only four okay. questions in. Come on. Come on. Okay.
1: All right. Wait, I'm asking the next one, right?
0: You're asking the next question.
1: Okay. So this, it was very difficult to come up with a good question from Highlander because it is mm-hmm. so dislodged from actual medieval history.
0: <laughs> That's true. We kind of cheated on that episode because it, it wasn't really medieval, but we, we loved it. Plus, this is our podcast. We can do what we want.
1: Yes. If anyone doesn't like it, they can unsubscribe. All right. So what is the language (laughs) family that descends from the Kurgan's language?
0: Nonsense. That's what it was. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) The four choices. And these are, by the way, all actual language families. None of them are made up. Okay. Is Atlantic Congo, Dravidian, Austroasiatic, or Indo-European.
0: Wait, Atlantic Congo is a language?
1: It's a language family. These are language families.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. It's a language family? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I I was an English major and I don't remember that. Okay.
1: It doesn't come up a lot.
0: So I'm going to go with Indo-European.
1: You are correct. Is Indo-European. Oh, okay. Atlantic Congo is spoken in Atlantic coast of Africa. Yeah. A bunch of languages on the coast of Africa. Dravidian is found mostly in the Indian subcontinent. Austroasiatic is Polynesia, Micronesia, that their area, and of course, Indo-European is the big one across a lot of Europe, a lot of Asia, all the way into India. So. Interesting,
0: okay. I have to look at a language map again because it's been quite a while, as you can see. (laughs) But anyway, number six. I love number six. Number six is fun. From our Eat Medieval episode, which of these is an actual medieval dish? Is it creme cuckold? Is it creme traitor? Is it creme bastard? Or is it creme gangrel?
1: I think it's creme jackanapes. Actually, jackanapes does sound like a food, doesn't it? Uh, The answer is, of course, the delightfully named creme bastard.
0: Yep. Yes, indeed it is.
1: I believe you cooked it, right?
0: We did make creme bastard, yes. And it was pretty good. Very, very sweet, if I remember. But it was pretty good.
1: All right. So creme bastard is uh, slightly obscene, but delicious. It is. All right. I got a question for you. Okay. Okay. The Last Duel. Actually, this is wonderful enough that even if you didn't listen to the episode, if you happen to watch the movie The Last Duel, you might get the answer to this anyway. But you did both and edited a book about that actual duel. So you're very familiar with this answer. I did. What war is the setting of The Last Duel? Okay. Is it The War of the Roses, The Second Crusade, The Albigensian Crusade, or The Hundred Years' War?
0: All right. Well, since we talked about this one at length, and as you know, I know a lot about this, the answer is the Hundred Years' War.
1: There you go, the Hundred Years' War. Actually, you know, just running the numbers, you had a greater chance of getting it right with the Hundred Years' War than any other one, because that That's went on true, yeah. a long time. That's so. true,
0: yeah. I could have been a jerk and said, the War of 1812, but you know, that would have been a, uh, a jerk response.
1: The War of the Roses would have been way off, but it was at least so complicated that who knows, you know, the War of the Roses mm-hmm. is so complex. You could almost call anything The War of the Roses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right, what you got for me?
0: All right, next talks about one of our favorite medieval figures, Geoffrey Chaucer, and our Valentine's Day episode. In which of his works does Geoffrey Chaucer first associate Valentine's Day with romantic love? Would that be The Parliament of Fowls, The Book of the Duchess, The Decameron, or Trollius and Cressida?
1: That would be the work that gives us the word cuckold, Parliament of Fowls. Listeners will remember that that has the cuckoo bird in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Parliament of Fowls.
0: Yes. Yeah. everyone's favorite writer of bird sex, Geoffrey Chaucer.
1: <laughs> now I'm very upset. It's that a you core told memory me now. Yes, I can't get out. Every time I read something Chaucer writes and there's a reference to bird sex, it I cannot unsee it.
0: I'm glad I can share this trauma with you. <laughs> yeah, we're now trauma bonded.
1: That's right. All right, from your heroine, Olga of Kiev. Mm-hmm what creatures does olga of kiev use to destroy a city and the choices that the listeners will get are oxen boars birds or field mice
0: the matriarchy
1: (laughs) that is technically correct The best kind of correct, technically correct.
0: The correct answer is, in fact, birds. Birds, yes. And how does she
1: do that? I'll let you lovingly describe her destruction oh, of the city. Oh,
0: sulfur. She lights sulfur on fire, attaches it to birds, and lets them loose yeah. and do their thing. It's beautiful.
1: I guess it is beautiful.
0: <laughs> no, it, it's not beautiful. <laughs> All right. Going on record to say, I do not support genocide. <laughs> Question 10. Which medieval person wrote a treatise on the astrolabe? Is it Geoffrey Chaucer? Christine de Pizan, Giovanni Boccaccio? Or Heloise of Argentoy?
1: Just so the listeners know, you get extra bonus points, if you got the joke in that one, the correct answer is Geoffrey Chaucer. There we go. One of the incorrect answers is Heloise of Abelard and Heloise. And of course, she didn't write a treatise on astrolabe. She gave birth to a son named Astrolabe, of all the dumbest names to name someone.
0: It is quite painful to give birth to an Astrolabe, whether that is an organic one or inorganic one.
1: I think that is a correct answer. Having never given birth to any mm-hmm. kind of labe of any kind, an Astrolabe would seem particularly bad. A lot of pointy metallic things.
0: Let's get to this bonus question.
1: <laughs> all right, yes. Why don't you actually ask the bonus question? Okay. Because I am the one who's humiliated by this.
0: All right, now this question comes from our episode on Valheim, the video game. All right, Doc, in Valheim, which of the creatures did you get the origins of the name wrong on the podcast? Was it the Draugr, the Sertlings, the Leviathans, or the Graylings?
1: All right, so... Mm. Mm-hmm. Listeners out there, if you know the answer to this, then awesome for you. You've you've lapped me in knowledge. So the episode went out, and we mentioned there briefly someone we play with. I don't know if he wants his name listed, but his character's name is Niklaus on Valheim, and he said he really liked the episode. But then he said something like, "Well, I always thought that certlings were a reference to the giant." with the flaming sword Surt from Norse mythology. And the Mm. second he said it, I realized my whole stupid explanation for our spartlings and the dark elves was all wrong it was much easier than that it was they were little things related to the god wow giant i guess he's not actually a god cert so yes i got it wrong and niklaus and maybe some of our listeners got it right
0: so this is our first correction and or retraction for pop medieval this is this is incredible
1: (sighs) well i'm I'm now shamed. I'll be sending a copy of my PhD to Nicklaus. I will be scratching my name out and, pen- and writing in pencil his name over it.
0: How dare you get the origins of a video game character or NPC or creature? <laughs> Incorrect.
1: Yes. Yeah, so congratulations to Niklaus of Valheim.
0: Thank you, Niklaus. We appreciate it. And Doc, your punishment is to wear a hair shirt and to whip yourself multiple times a day with a cat of nine tails.
1: Where am I gonna get the hair? That's the real question. I'm I have a shortage <laughs> of hair for the hair shirt.
0: The challenge is to use your own hair.
1: It's gonna take me a while. It's gonna take a it's mm. gonna take a little while to collect that much hair.
0: I think you can do it.
1: Yes, you were right. This... He was right. As soon as as soon as he said it, I was like, Oh Crap. He's right. He's right. I'm wrong. I'm dumb. This is
0: the danger of overeducation.
1: I'm dumb. I tried to figure it out. I mean, I did, I did real research to come up with that answer. I legitimately did. <laughs> I, I, I legitimately went deep into like etymology and uh, thinking like, Oh, they must've done this. Nope. Much an easier answer than that. All right. So listeners, now it is time for our recommendations. Now normally, uh, Normally, we recommend something related to what we did, but we like to do is give some summer reading recommendations Mm -hmm. uh, before we go on our little summer hiatus. So Nina, yeah, what are your recommendations?
0: Well, for this summer, I would like to recommend myself again. My two books that are currently published are Icarus and A Bitter Spring. Um, which you can find on my website. Link is going to be in the show notes. Icarus is a science fiction thriller type. So if you're into that sort of thing, that might be more your bag. A Bitter Spring is more of a coming of age. I don't want to use the word young adult because, one, I don't like young adult fiction. I don't write young adult fiction, but it's more that sort of genre. If you're into that type of narrative, that should be something that you read. Um, I'm also working on another book. Hope to have that finished soon. I know we talked about that in a previous podcast. Again, like to recommend those. Please give those a shot. Engineer Mike also has a recommendation he wanted to throw in there. He recommends a book called A Memory Called Empire by Arkady Martine. He says that that is a medieval Mayan empire in space. That is his description for it. And a link to that is also in our show notes.
1: Okay, well, as long as we're plugging ourselves, I will plug... Two of my books, which are fun summer reading, not boring academic things for people who wear a lot of tweed and have horned rimmed glasses. And those are, of course, one we talked about already is The Watch of Traxus*. And an older one, a zombie apocalypse one, which is fun. It is definitely comic horror called From A to Zombie. Remember, those are published not under my real name, but under the name Professor Awesome. If you find something that's listed under Professor Awesome, it's intended for a general audience. If you find something from me that is Richard Scott Noakes, then that's probably, you know, boring academic stuff where people (laughs) overthink what certlings are. (laughs) I also have another recommendation, which I guess it's actually from all of us. And that is mm-hmm. one of Witten Publishing's books. And it is a book of fiction by Ed Risden. It's called Alfgar's Stories from Beowulf. And essentially mm-hmm. what Dr. Risden, who did a Beowulf translation, and this is not his Beowulf translation. This is a book of stories essentially about the adventures of Beowulf that are left out. So Alfgar's Stories from Beowulf. I'll tell you, if you read Icarus, A Bitter Spring, A Memory Called Empire, Watch, Attractions, Ada Zombie, and Alfgar Stories from Beowulf, you will have a great summer. You will indeed. Well, that's all I've got, Nina. Is there anything else for the good of the cause?
0: Yes, indeed. Just because you will not hear any brand new material from us over the next couple of months, that doesn't mean that we're going anywhere. Engineer Mike is going to release a couple of minisodes that come from our fun vamping that we do before each episode. So please stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I will say we could come back and and record some emergency episodes if say Mm -hmm. Arthur returns or if the movie Reign of Fire becomes a documentary and Dragon. And start attacking if something like that happens we can come back but otherwise uh, we will be back in full force after the summer to torment the ears of our gentle listeners always alright well we hope that you did well on this and I knew you knew all the answers to these so <laughs> so for the summer West through Hall, Nina
0: another season in the bag West through Hall, Doc Pop Medieval was recorded in our Nerd Haven studio your hosts are Dr.
1: Richard Scott Noakes and Nina McNamara our audio engineer is Engineer Mike our music is courtesy of Dr. John Jimmer. For more information, visit our website at profawesome.com
0: slash medieval Or visit our Discord channel using the invite link in the description of this episode. Thank you for listening.
1: And the reason I put that in there as a joke is because, of course, she doesn't write a treatise on the astrolabe. She biologically produces a kid named astrolabe. So oh. <laughs> that was a little,
0: a little joke. <laughs> Hello. Hilarious.
1: Comedy.